Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, verses 8 through 10, reading responsively. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should afterwards see for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city whose foundations, whose builder and maker is God. May God has blessings in the reading of his word. Let's make our prayer. <laughs> Heavenly Father, Lord, as we look at this Hall of Faith chapter this morning, dear God, I pray as, as the disciples ask, Lord, increase our faith. Lord, give us, give us faith, we pray. Lord, may we obey faith when you call us to, and we'll thank you for it, Lord. I pray for those that need to receive Christ as Savior today. I pray that you'd give them saving faith, and we'll thank you for it. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated.
Amen. Thank you, Daniel. You may be seated. Take your Bibles and turn to the Hall of Faith chapter in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. This is Faith in Action in 2024. It's our theme, of course. We're saying much more about it as the weeks go by. And I ask the question as we look at Abraham in particular in this Hall of Faith of uh, heroes of the, the, the the faith, of course, it kept the faith. It says in verse number 8, it's our text verse of Hebrews chapter 11, by faith, by faith. How important is faith? Well, for me, it was, my entire eternity was changed in one act of simple childlike faith. A boy in Ohio invited to a gospel-preaching church didn't grow up in church at all. Didn't know. I, I guess I probably had a Bible. Somebody probably gave me a Bible. I don't remember ha having one. And I went to a revival meeting and I heard the gospel preached. And I went forward at the end of invitation and the preacher took me to the back office, of course. And, and uh, I didn't know anything about uh, Christianity, about God, about the Bible. I didn't really know the New Testament from the Old Testament. I didn't know that Jesus was God. I didn't know he was born of a virgin. I didn't know a ton of things. All that I knew is that I was a sinner and I heard the story how Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And I, by faith, I prayed a simple childlike prayer. Preacher helped me and I called upon Christ to save me. And uh, I told the story many times, of course, hundreds of times. I wish I could say I went back to church after that. I mean, I'd go back to church for another five or six years, of course. But that day when I prayed that little simple prayer, that little act of faith, for by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works that any man should boast. My entire eternity was changed. When you, uh, if you got saved here this morning, and I don't suppose I'm talking to everybody here that's saved this morning, maybe you're not saved, 
Uh, you need to come to Christ in faith alone. So we're going to find out. Faith is so important. The Bible says, by faith, Abraham. And uh, where would we, what would we be reading about if Abraham hadn't by faith stepped out? And we want to talk about, the, I want to, in way of introduction to the message and really to the entire year, I want to give you the biblical definition or, uh, of, uh, definition of biblical faith. What is biblical faith? There's a lot of faith around, of course, but what is biblical faith? Uh, Warren Worsby said this of biblical faith. True biblical faith is not an emotional kind of wishful thinking. It is an inner conviction based on the word of God. Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by, do you know it? Hearing. And hearing by the what? Word of God. And so I heard that I was a sinner by the word of God. And I, by faith, I called on a God I'd never seen. On a Jesus I've never seen in the flesh, and I asked him to come into my heart and save me from my sins, and he did that. J. Oswald Sanders, a great preacher of 70 years ago or so, said, faith enables the believing soul to see the future as present and the invisible as seen. To see the future as present, he said, uh, uh, I already know, I know whom I have believed, and I know I'm on my way to heaven when I die. I chided uh, for many years. I don't chide uh, our senior saints any longer because I'm getting to be one of those myself. But uh, I chided some of our senior saints over the years. They said, they told me many times, preacher, I'm ready to go to heaven. And uh, I say, no, you're not. Uh, stop it. Uh, the Lord's got you for plenty more years. Uh, the older I get, the more I realize what they're saying, of course. Uh, I'm, I'm as good as in heaven now, of course, because I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ, obviously. Uh, so faith enables the believing soul to treat the future as present. I'm already as good as in heaven. I'm seated in the heavenlies already. And the invisible as seen. Uh, I've never seen the Lord, but I've seen the Lord, obviously. It's by faith. Faith is, for the record, is a New Testament word. It's only found twice in the Old Testament, and once in Deuteronomy, once in Habakkuk 2, for the just shall live by faith. But the word faith is found in the New Testament 245 times. Not the word faithfulness, but just the word faith. It appears in the book of Romans 39 times. It appears here in Hebrews 32 times, many of those times here in chapter 11. It appears in Galatians 22 times. Of the 245 appearances of faith in the New Testament, 171 are in one of the Apostle Paul's 14 epistles, assuming that Paul wrote, which we, most people do believe that Paul wrote Hebrews as well. And so the most succinct definition of biblical faith, I want to give it to you. You say, preacher, I want to write this down. It's, it's already written down. It's all written down for you. It's found in verse number one. Now faith. Now faith. It's giving us a definition of biblical faith. It's the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not believed. That word substance. Now faith is a substance. It's the assurance. It's the evidence. It's the proof. It's the no-so. It's the I like this phrase. It's the mutual realizing of things hoped for. I don't hope I'm going to heaven. I know I'm going to heaven. Uh, I don't hope that Jesus is real, that he's God. I know he's real. He lives in my heart. And so we exercise faith. It's the mutual realizing. This is real to me. I know it's real. And if you're a child of God, you know what I'm talking about. And about the Lord Jesus, he's real. And we're saved by grace through faith, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. But 
you know, this is to my shame, but God's called us after we were saved by faith. We prayed a simple prayer. If you're saved, there was a time and a place in your life when you were born again. When you prayed, we call it the sinner's prayer. And you called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You confessed through your mouth the Lord Jesus and believed in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. You were saved when you received Christ as your Savior. But to my shame, and maybe to some of your you veteran Christians, shame. The same faith that we got saved by is the same faith we're to walk by. The Bible says we are to walk by faith, not by sight. And how easy it is. The older I get, the, the harder it is sometimes to walk by faith. I want to walk by sight. I want my bank account to be full. I want my, my cars to be paid for. I want my, my car, I should say. I want my uh, house to be paid for. I want, I want things to be taken care of, of course. I want to walk by sight. And in every case, we talk about faith. Faith has action. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 11, starting in verse number 2, it says, For by the elders obtained a good report. And then we, I won't read the verses for time's sake, but we read about Abel, and the more righteous than Cain. And then we read about Enoch, who walked with God and was not. And we get to Noah, of course, in verse 7. And then to Abraham, who's the large body of the the scripture of, of Hebrews 11 is the largest text, of course, is all about Abraham, of course. But, but biblical faith, in every case, always leads to action. Always leads to action. James 2, verse 17 is our theme verse. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Can you say that with me? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Let's try it again. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. One more time, please. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Faith always produces action. It's more than just words. I believe God. You believe God? You believe Christ? Show it. Live it. Put them on as we learned in Sunday school class this morning. But this morning, I want to spend and plan on preaching a number of messages on the subject of faith this year, of course, for obvious reasons it's our faith maybe not so much obvious reasons but uh, it will be hopefully revealed in the weeks to, weeks ahead of course but I want to look at four uh, the father of faith Abraham of course in uh, four aspects of his faith first of all notice verse number eight as we begin this morning in our text Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 by faith Abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance I want you to notice in Abraham's faith, his call. A lot of people say they're called of God to do this, to do that. They heard the voice of God, and you can't argue with experience, of course. Maybe God spoke to you, not audibly, but in your heart, per se. But, and I don't doubt that happens. I know that happens. He's spoken to me, of course. And, but he speaks through his word, first of all, of course. But Abraham received the call. We have to understand what faith is. I'm not talking about generic faith or faith to one degree or another in everyday faith that we all have to have. We had faith that we came to church this morning that the building would be warm. It is warm. We had faith that uh, the pews we sit in hold us up. Of course, there's everyday elementary faith. There's faith in self. There's faith in things. There's faith in others. We, some kids have their faith in their parents. Uh, uh, some parents have their faith in their kids, maybe, what would have you. There's faith in, some people have faith in governments. There's people who put their faith in the U.S. government. <clears throat> Let me move on. 
faith, faith in armies, uh, faith in religion. How many millions of people have faith in their religion? Whatever it is, whether it be Catholicism, whether it be in, being a Baptist, whether it be a Muslim or a Hindu or a Buddhist, they have faith in different things. But I want you to notice, and I want you to go to, I should have told you to turn to Genesis chapter 12, and I, we're going back and forth from Genesis chapter 12 to Hebrews chapter 11, back and forth. It really starts in Hebrews chapter, or Genesis chapter 11, the genealogy of Abraham, or Abram as he's called. We see his call. And I want you to know that the object of Abraham's faith is found in verse number one of Genesis. And the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Notice the call. The object of Abraham's faith was in the author of faith, God alone. My faith is in God. My faith is not in faith. My faith is not in self. Tony Robbins may be wonderful in your mind, but uh, the power of positive thinking uh, doesn't always work. I don't have faith in positive thinking. I don't have faith in faith. Abraham's faith wasn't in, uh, in sentences or in man's His faith was from the call of God. He's the author and finisher of our faith, after all. So we have the object of, in the call of Abraham, we see the object of his faith was in God alone. But then I want you to notice the obedience. Back to verse number eight of, back to Hebrews, in verse number eight. He, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance. He hadn't received it for an inheritance yet, but notice he obeyed. A dirty six-letter word in some cases. The word obeyed, or four-letter word for obey, of course. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. He, I want you to notice his obedience, his actions in this call. He heard the call of God alone, and he obeyed immediately. Uh, I believe that Abraham's faith was also an observed faith. He, he knew already, uh, and the faith is the substance of things hoped for. He knew the elders before him. Uh, verse number two, he knew the story of Abel. He knew the story of Enoch, walked with God and was not. We get to verse number seven, and he knew the story of Noah. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen, yet moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and be, became heir of the righteousness, which is, is by faith. Faith begets faith, is what I'm saying. And Abraham knew of the faith of, of, of Noah. As a matter of fact, so I'm studying for this message on Friday, as a matter of fact, and, and uh, I'm studying much longer before that, of course, but on Friday I, I came across uh, an amazing uh, website. I, I was trying to think of uh, uh, how old Abraham was when he left early Chaldees. And I said, I think he's 75, but I don't know, so I better check Google. So I hit Google and I asked how old was Abraham when he left Ur. And sure enough, 75, I was right. You know, pat myself on the back. And uh, I knew it was, but I wanted to double check. But I went to a, I found a Jewish website. And I went to this website, the genealogy of, of Abraham. And I was like astounded. They had like every year of his life uh, chronicled out. I says, how do they know that? They kept quoting this book of Yasher. And uh, they said that Abraham lived with Noah 
from the time he was three years old to 49. I never heard that before anywhere. I said, this is, they're smoking something. This is crazy. And uh, I knew the genealogy, so I went back to Genesis chapter 11, and I, I says, uh, that can't be. Noah lived to be 950 years, and uh, Abraham lived to be 175 years. But the, so in this chronicle in the book of Yasher, I says, I never heard of Yasher, the book of Yasher in my whole life. And then the light bulb started to go on. I says, wait a minute. This is Hebrew here. These are Jews. They don't pronounce J's. It's, they, they don't, uh, it's Yehovah, not Jehovah. It's uh, Ye- Ye- Yehoshua, not Je- Je- Joshua or Je- Jehovah saves, of course. They don't pronounce a J as it's. Well, I never heard of Yasher, but then the light bulb went on and says, I've heard of Jasher. And so I got on my online Bible and I typed in Jasher into my online Bible. And sure enough, does it ring any bells with you? It's found two times in the Bible. It's found in Deuteronomy chapter. Uh, 10, or let me give you the reference as soon as I find it. Oh, Joshua chapter 10, verse 13, and 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 18, speaking about uh, when in Joshua 10, when Israel went to battle against the, the uh, Amalekites, and God stayed the sun and didn't move for a 24-hour period of time, and it says, uh, God recorded in his word, this is not written in the book of Jasher, and then again in 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 18, it's speaking about Jonathan, the, the armor bearer, or rather the uh, bowsman. It's not written in the book of Jasher. God validated the book of Jasher. Don't misunderstand me. It's not canonical. It's not part of the scriptures, but it's a history book. And I says, if God validated ja- the book of Jasher twice in the Old Testament, maybe they were right about this living with Moses thing. We're living with Noah thing, of course, from 3 to age 49. And then I, I got on the book of Jasher, and I, it was fascinating, astounding. Whether he lived with Noah or not, he knew who Noah was. And faith begets faith. You know, Abraham was obedient. His faith was, was uh, an obedient. It was involved action. The object of his faith was God himself. But I want you to notice in his obedience to faith, his obedience was immediate. He surrendered his ears to the Lord. He heard the call of God and he said, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. He surrendered his feet to the Lord. It caused him to move. He surrendered his will, not my will, but thine. I'm sure he was living a posh life in the Ur of the Chaldees, what we know of today as modern day Kuwait. He surrendered his eyes, uh, verse number 10, for he looked for a city whose, whose foundations is builder and whose builder and maker is God. He surrendered his treasure in verse 17. Of course, Isaac, as we uh, you that know the Bible know, he, he surrendered his will to the things of God. He did it immediately. He, no, no uh, second uh, chances. You know, you think how, how the, the Bible, or no hesitation rather, you think how the Bible would play out if certain people hadn't lived by faith or certain people uh, would have lived by faith. In Numbers 14, we need not turn there, but need Numbers 13 actually, which are the 12 spies in the, toward the promised land for 40 days. The 10 came back and said, we'd be not able to take it. And Caleb stilled the people in chapter 13 and says, we'd be well able to overcome it. We can do this if we, if we will, of course. And, but the people spake against him, and we know how the rest of that story played out, of course, 40 years in the wilderness, and everybody 20 years old and upward died, of course. And uh, faith, faith is meant to be immediate, of course. It's meant to be... Uh, uh, 
obey instant, instantly. Uh, Caleb said, we'd be well, but overtake it. One of the events, so much better had they listened to Caleb. Not Caleb Schnur, but Caleb, uh, Caleb from the Bible, of course. Uh, be good to listen to Caleb Schnur, too, for the record. But anyhow, uh, faith. Abraham's faith was immediate. It was immense. In verse number two, 1, 2, and 3 of Genesis chapter 12, he said, I'll make of thee a great nation. He goes out, he leaves her of the Chaldees when he's 75 years of age. He's childless by Sarah. He's, he's dangerous, downright foolish to, for him to go from Ur of the Chaldees, from a, his city of origin, his city of birth, and to go into the desert to a place he's never been. And later on, he offers up Isaac. He had immense faith. And so I want you to know the call of Abraham it was in God. It was obedient. It was immediate. It was immense. But then I want you to consider his conditions. What were the conditions? You ever say to God, God, I'll do this if you do that or do this for me. We want something to happen first. We want, we want, everybody wants to be David after he fights Goliath. Nobody wants to be David when he goes down in the valley and fights Goliath. Uh, no, no takers for that. We want God to God slay him and then I'll go, and go down and say, we've got the victory. No, no. David had to act, act on his faith, of course, and he went down and trusted the Lord. The conditions of Abraham's faith is again found in verse number 8, the last part of the verse, but let me read the whole thing again. Hebrews 11, 8, by faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should afterwards receive for an inheritance, obeyed. Now notice what it says. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. He didn't even know where he was headed. Sometimes in life we don't know where we're headed. <laughs> We walk by faith, not by sight. He didn't know where he was to go. In fact, verse 9 says this, By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles or tents with Isaac and Jacob. He, 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 he went, he didn't even know why he was going. I, I, uh, my sister, I had to do this quickly, but my sister, my kid's sister, who is in New York City, they're out in Ohio. Well, I guess they're leaving for Ohio in an hour or two, I guess, for... Be with my mom, of course, and they're taking care of uh, my mother. Of course, we grew up in country Ohio. Now, Danny and Lori Schaefer, my brother-in-law and my sister, they're in New York City, of course. They came to, uh, you have to understand, the highest building in our town, I'm not making this up, was a, was a silo. And uh, now my sister's in New York City. Who would send them to New York City? But you had to be crazy to go there, from, from, no, no pun intended, but, but uh, from country Ohio to New York City, it's a long ways. My dad, did, my mom, the first time they ever went to New York City, the Big Apple, his dad got into Manhattan. And he was driving for the first time where he was a passenger. He, he was there about five minutes, and he was looking up at the skyscraper. He said, get me out of here. I can't handle this any longer. And he uh, came back to country Ohio, of course. But they, Abraham went where he didn't know he was going. He didn't know. He was sojourning. He, this world's not our home, by the way. We're just passing through. He didn't know where he was going. He didn't know how he was going to get there. Uh, verse number 10 and 11, it says, For he looked for a city whose foundations is builder and maker is God. Through faith, Sarah conceived. Uh, verse number 11, received strength to conceive seed and was delivered a child when she was past age. The miracle of Sarah and Isaac's birth. We'll pick up on that in a minute here. But uh, he didn't know where. He didn't know how. He didn't know when. The Bible says, verse number 13, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, and having seen them afar off. Do you ever stop and think about the faith that you exercise today? You may never see the fruition of it in your children, and your children's children, 
and in your workplace and in your, and the Bible says, he being dead yet speaketh. There's life after death for the, your testimony lives on. How long has Abraham's testimony been living on? Probably about 3,500 years. Israel is today there because Abraham was, by faith, took a small step. And at 75 years of age, he left. He obeyed the call of God, and he obeyed it immediately. He obeyed it. It's an immense step, but uh, was one step at a time. He went where he didn't know where he was going. He didn't know where he was going. Didn't know how he was going to get there. Didn't know when, and didn't know why. In verses 17 to 19 of Hebrews chapter 11, uh, God in Genesis 22 or 26 is the, you know, 22 is the cross reference, where God the Bible says He did tempt Abraham and said, take thy son, thine only son, and offer him up for an offering. Of course, the offering of Isaac, when Isaac was probably 17 years old or thereabouts. And sometimes God has us do things that we don't understand or puts roadblocks in our way, but he doesn't do that to make us better. He makes us, make us bitter, rather, but to make us better. He's got a purpose in his design. I remember when I, we were at Torrenford Elementary uh, on Torrenford West Street. We were there for 15 years as a church. I was a young preacher then, of course, obviously, and we bought a field next door to the church. I drive by it all the time. It's never been built on. We bought it for $150,000, 1.7 acres. I've told the story before. Uh, we had 18 men in the church. Anybody, any man that ever came to church, I just put his name down on a piece of paper. And we had six men. I was one of the six. I was working a full-time job at that time and a 40-hour-a-week job. And I was, I was one of the six men that were working. The other 12 men didn't have a job or were retired. And I said, you know, we, we need to buy this land, this one acre, 1.4 acres, uh, for $150,000. make a long story short, we bought the land, of course. And then we spent three years, four years trying to build on it, trying to build a 200-seat auditorium. And it never came to fruition, of course. And I thought the devil was fighting us. All along, God was, I never regretted buying that piece of property, for the record. It was a great step of faith. God blessed in a wonderful way. But... Uh, God was holding this property for us for another four years until we came out here by faith. We put our shovels in the ground and trusted God. It was a miraculous thing. But God puts roadblocks in the way and tempts us and tests us to see if we'll still continue to walk by faith. So we see the call of Abraham, the conditions of Abraham. But then I want you to consider the commitment of Abraham. Verses 9 to 19, we've read several of the verses already. But I want you to notice verse number 9 one more time. Notice what it says. By faith... He sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles or tents, with Isaac and Jacob. His commitment, Abraham's faith commitment, of course, extended to, his faith extended to his family, to Isaac and Jacob. Now, by the way, a little side path, Isaac and Jacob weren't the best guys in the whole world. They had problems. They're the, 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 the patriarchs, but... Isaac pawned his wife off. Any guys in this room pawned your wife off as your sister to save your sorry hide? He did the same thing that his daddy did, Abraham did, when he lied to Pharaoh about Sarah, his wife, and said she was his sister, of course. Isaac does the same thing. Then we get to Jacob. Jacob means trickster, heel grabber, deceiver. Jacob's going to become Israel. He's going to have 12 sons. One of them are going to be a mur- two of them are going to be murderers. One's going to be a rapist. He's got problems in his family, the 12 tribes of Israel, of course. This is a man, what am I saying? I'm saying, God, this is humbling. God works his faith through people that are flawed. 
and Isaac was flawed, and jo Jacob was flawed, and Abraham was flawed. We, we don't have time to go into his failures that he had. He had several failures that are recorded, and I'm sure a number that were not recorded. But faith goes as far as your family. And Abraham's faith extended to his family to this day. There's a nation over there halfway around the world called Israel, and it's there today because Abraham, by faith, stepped out by faith and trusted God, and God gave him, a, he gave him an inheritance, he gave him a seed. So your, your one decision, one small step of faith, I, I have to use my own life to my own personal illustration, but uh, I want you to put yourself in this illustration. I was an 11-year-old boy. I came to church by invitation of a neighbor. I said, I had nothing better to do. It was Friday night. I went to church. I heard the gospel preached. I didn't know what the gospel was. And the invitation call was given to receive Christ, and I, I went forward, and I, I prayed the sinner's prayer and received Christ as Savior. Little, little, little thing I did on a Friday night. How that changed my life. How that changed my family. Changed the whole trajectory of my life. When you ask Christ in your heart, you have no idea how much, how much your trajectory, I can't say the word, <laughs> that the Lord has changed in your direction of life. Why are you here? Why are you in Connecticut? Why are you just sitting in this church pew right now? God has a purpose. You made a decision by faith. Many of you received Christ as Savior. If you're here and you haven't received Christ as your Savior yet, I'll give you instruction in a few moments here. But we see this Commitment extended to his family. It was, secondly, letter B on the worksheet. His faith was extreme. It was tenacious. He sold out. He went all the way. He, to use a Roman expression, he crossed the Rubicon. He, if any man be in Christ, he's a what? Do you help me out. New creature. Old things are past. Behold, what? All things become new. And it all, all began with one act of faith. One step of faith. And no turning back. We've come, I like the song, I, we knew we were going to have faith in action as our theme for 2024, and I wanted to have the song, We've Come This Far By Faith. How many know that song? You know that song? We've come this far by faith. Don't you want me to sing a solo for you? <laughs> Leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word, he has never failed us yet. Robbie Heiner, oh, my wife's looking at me right now and saying, knock it off. <laughs> we've come this far, we've come this far by faith. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Pat myself on the back. That's as good as I can do nowadays. His faith was extreme. His faith was extended to his family. He, he, he turned the whole tra tra trajectory, I can't say that word for the third time, of his family. His faith existed, let her see, in the eternal. He couldn't see all the way, but he could see, verse number 13, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. Oh, how beautiful heaven must be. I, I, I dream in my mind how beautiful heaven is. Uh, streets of gold, palaces, beautiful, beautiful rose, roses, bushes without thorns. It's going to be a beautiful place, heaven is. And the Savior's going to be there, and it's going to be perfect forever and ever and ever. I can't even begin to comprehend that. But by faith, I can see it afar. That leads me to the celebration of, of Abraham and his faith. Verse 13, they, let me read it one more time. These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them and embraced them. 
and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Verse 16b, latter part of the verse. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Notice the celebration. Jesus knew he was going to die on the cross of Calvary in a few hours, and he said at the Last Supper to his disciples, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again to where I am there, you may be also. And uh, he went to prepare a place for us here. But I want you to notice, and not always, I put a qualifier in there, letter A. The celebration of faith includes oftentimes, not always, earthly riches. You say, how do you get that, preacher? Well, back to Genesis chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3. God said, Abraham, I want you to get out of your place to the land that I will call thee. I'm going to make of thee a great nation. I'm going to make of thee a great name. I'm going to make of thee a great blessing. And I will bless them to bless thee and curse them to curse thee. And in thee shall all the nations of the world be blessed. And you wonder why America has been a friend of Israel. We've been a friend of Israel because of the Bible teaching that America's had for the last 200, or used to have at least once upon a time, in the foundation of our country, uh, to bless them, to bless, and to be a blessing to Israel, of course. And I know, they're, I know they're, they don't do everything right. Of course, they do some wrong things, like America does wrong things, like every nation does wrong things, but they're still God's people. God's going to work with them in a time in the future. But Peter, one of the apostles, said to the Lord, Lord, we have left all, in Mark chapter 10, verse 28, to follow thee. And Lord straightened Peter out. He said, Peter, I'm paraphrasing, verse 29 and 30, he says, no man has left uh, houses or, or has followed me, has left houses or brethren or sisters or, uh, that shall not receive in this life a hundredfold in the life to come, everlasting life. God rewards those that walk, with, walk by faith, maybe not materially speaking, but many times with earthly riches. Then, then the celebration of faith goes on with, We've already read the verses about Abraham. He died in faith, not having received the promises, but the celebration includes an eternal, enjoyable, eternal rest. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Oh, I look forward to being to a rest. One of my favorite, oh, I shouldn't, this has popped in my head. I don't know if I should say it. Just, just popped in just now. One of my favorite times of the week, you know what it is? About 2 o'clock. Hey, you hit it on the head, Joe. You're the smart guy. When I go take my blessed nap at about 2 p.m. this afternoon, I'll nap from 2 to 3.30. If you call me on the phone, I'm not answering the phone. I get my rest in. That's my, I look forward to my naps. That's not what the rest we're necessarily we're talking about, but there's going to be a rest for the people of God. It'll, we'll say it was worth it all to serve the Lord. But then, on purpose, we skipped the most famous verse in all of Hebrews chapter 11, the faith chapter. Notice verse number 6, of course. The celebration often includes, oftentimes, socially riches. The celebration of faith includes enjoyable and eternal rest. I didn't give you Isaiah 51, verse 11. Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come as singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. And they shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. We're going to a city whose builder and maker is God. There's going to be no more sorrow. No more sin, no more curse, no more sad days, no more, uh, every day will be glad day, and we one long day for eternity, forever and ever and ever, and everlasting joy shall be upon our heads. But this includes, look, look at verse number six. But without faith, it is very hard to please him. Is that what the Bible says? But without faith, you've got a small chance to please God. 
No, but without faith it is impossible to please him. You cannot be saved if you do not exercise faith. Now, we could talk about faith being a gift from God, of course, but I believe God gives every, every man this gift of faith if, to believe and to receive and to reject. If you, the Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. Not might be saved, shall be saved. For without faith it is impossible to please him. People say, I've never seen God before. I see him every day. I see him in creation. I see him in my life. I see him in your life. I see him in the good things. I see him, I see him as he counteracts the bad things. And I see him every day in my life. One day I'll see him face to face. But this celebration of faith includes everlasting rewards. The Bible says, verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a what? Help me out. Rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I believe that, and I don't have time, I'm, I'm, I'm out of time, i got two minutes here, hang with me. <sighs> Talking to a lot of people here that maybe, a handful of people that are just the first time at church here. Several of you, second or third time you've been at church. The Lord's been very good to us. I live in the past a lot, which is a bad thing to do, but I, I, I go back to 1985 and I see how God blessed our church. And uh, I worked full-time for the first seven and a half years of our church. We had a storefront. We, I was voted in by five members, of course, and it was all God's, God's doing, of course. Uh, hey, by the way, this is not, and I've said it a thousand times, I say it a thousand one times, this is not Marty Schott's church. This is not your church. This is Lord Jesus Christ's church. This is God's church. And he's the builder, and he's the author and finisher of the faith. I'm just fortunate enough to go along for the ride by his grace. And God's so good to us. But we got started and the Lord blessed in a wonderful way. And it was so easy for me to step out by faith as a young preacher. When I was 30 years old, I, just for the record, I, when that land came up for sale, we had a $100,000 building. We were in a building that's smaller than our, our time was smaller than our foyer that we have now. We bought a piece of land next to it, 1.4 acres, I've already alluded to it. We paid $150,000 for that acreage. We never did build on it. We had two tent meetings or a bunch of tent meetings on it, June, July, August, September. But we never did build on it. It's still vacant lot to this day. I've never regretted buying that land. Not a single day of my life have I ever regretted that. I think it was one of the greatest steps of faith we ever did. And God did that to increase our faith and brought us out here. God worked miracle after miracle. I wish I had time to tell you all the miracles that God worked. But here's to my shame, and I don't want to end on a negative note. I have a harder time, it's a harder time living by faith today than I've ever had in my life. In fact, it was easier for me when I was in my 30s, in my 40s, in my 50s, now in my 60s. I thought it would be role reversal. I thought it would get easier. It's gotten harder because I want to walk by sight. I want to be secure. And I believe that God's, the Bible says, our theme on our sign out there, if you notice it any longer, it says, a going church for a coming Lord. Jesus is coming again. How many people believe that? Uh, well, that's half of you anyhow. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, he is coming again, whether you believe it or not, if you have faith or not, he is coming again. But, and it may be this year, but it may be 10 years from now, maybe it can't be 100 years from now, 50 years from now, but it could be. I don't know. No man knows the day than our Lord knows it all. But he's in control. And until we... Uh, tell we uh, 
see him were to be occupied till he comes, were to uh, charge the gates of hell. The gates of hell shall not prevail against his church, and we need to move forward. Lord, spin my heart in regards to walking by faith again. It was easy when I was 30 years old. It was easy when I was 31 years old, and I, I told everybody, charge, we're going to buy this piece of property. I didn't even think about asking anybody. We just bought it. We just uh, stepped out by faith, had to convince the banker that we had the money to buy it. We didn't have the money to buy it. We, we, we raised money, and we bought it. Now we've been living pretty good for, for the last uh, 24 years we've been in this building already. It's hard to believe how fast time has flied. And then we had four years of COVID happening. I believe God wants us to step out by faith again. And uh, we have a capital funds drive. You see it out there in the foyer, obviously. You probably wonder what that is. We'll say more about it next week, of course. But um, I hate debt. We've been a million dollars in debt before. It's 966000 at our height. And we're down to 218000 I'd love to get that paid off. Who's, who's got the 218000 to pay it off here? Somebody does. You're just not admitting it. So. But God, God, God wants us to move by faith, to step forward by faith. And what we say more about faith always includes action, always includes obedience. Immediate, immense, impossible, for with God all things are possible. We may laugh and say that can't be done. The first time we find the word laugh in the Bible is with Abraham. He laughed in Genesis 17, 17. The second time we find the word laughed is Sarah laughed when she heard that she was going to have a baby at 90 years of age. She laughed. And uh, I look at, and I've been laughing in some ways in my mind. God, you can't do that. You can't do anything great for us any longer here. You've done all the great things already. Oh, shame on me. The same faith that saved me as a 11-year-old boy is the same faith that I need to have going forth as a 65-year-old man. And all God's people said, amen. You're preaching at me this morning. Here, let's bow for prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word this morning. Lord, you have a whole chapter in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of faith. By faith, by faith, through faith. Lord, and you saw the, we saw the hall of heroes. Many of them did not realize what great exploits they did until after they were in glory. And uh, their works still live on. Lord, we thank you for the faith of Abraham. Help us to have faith as a grain of mustard seed. If we have faith as a grain of mustard seed, we could move mountains. Lord, by childlike faith, you saved me and changed my eternity from hell to heaven forever and ever and ever. I pray that you'd bless as we have our invitation call. We pray, and I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.